You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I think there was a mix-up at the uh, cow milking factory. We have a cow milking factory? We do, in, in our town. <laughs> but I just... Uh, I'm used to drinking 2% milk. And um, just let me ask, is this really... Does, do you think people are going to love this story? Yes. Okay. I'm used to drinking 2% milk, and then you made me a cup of tea with some milk in it, and I said to you, I can only taste the milk and not the tea. And I think they put full cream milk in the 2% milk bottle, so... I we think don't we, call it full cream. We call it whole milk full here in this fat. country. In this country, we call it whole milk. Or full fat. No, whole milk. All right. Whole milk. Whole milk is in the wrong bottle. <laughs> Wait, I tasted it and I, I agree because I like whole milk versus two percent. I don't drink it ever, and you only ever have it in cereal and on in your tea. And I never drink it. I even use I use soy and almond milk in my cereal. But when I take a drink of that, it definitely tastes like whole milk. So yeah, I but think it so. says two percent. It would be good on conflicts. Oh, so I should go. have some conflicts. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what you can have for your dinner. And that's uh, the dairy podcast for this week. <laughs> no. The dairy update. Yeah, dairy update uh, coming live from Ascoli. If some people say there is no difference between 2% and whole milk, I think that's there a good is. example. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a very big difference. Anyway, it's Sunday, January the 24th, 2010. We're coming to you from the future, as usual. Um, and after the show number 106, we're looking at the movie Surrogates, or Surrogates, on a Blu-ray disc. It's a 2009 movie uh, released on Blu-ray this Tuesday, the 26th of January, from Disney slash Touchstone Pictures. Uh, and you're going to tell us what this movie is all about. The world is full of people obsessed with the way that they look, and it's more important than who they are. That pretty much sums it up. Oh, wait, that's just... That's reality. That's not the movie. Um, <laughs> it is a movie about... Well, it is that. People have... We've evolved in technology to the point of making life-size real replicas either of ourselves or designed however we want. Um, as such, you could call it an avatar. We won't call it an avatar. It totally is, though. It is, but it isn't because it's a... It functions and does everything for you. It's not just a representation of you. You can send it off to work and you lay in like a pod thingy. Not a pod, but on a table and you're all hooked up to the cervical cervical cortex no that's not cervical <laughs> that'd be a robot that only makes babies or has orgasms <laughs> i'm trying to think what that bed's called that you lie on stem chair stem chair yeah stem like like a brain stem right and um in this world they have created um or well it's the same world as we're living in. it's in the future at some point so that's right there's a chair mm-hmm. you sit on the chair you hook yourself up, and then your avatar comes to life. We'll call it an avatar. Robot. Surrogate. I mean, that is the name of the movie. Robot. Your surrogate comes to life, and it roams around in the world. It goes to work for you. It represents you in the world. And you stay, in apparently, you stay in your house, in your bathrobe, and you look like shit all the time. Because, of course, that's what would happen mm-hmm. if we didn't have to leave our houses ever. Everyone. Everyone who is staying at home in this movie. Has pajamas on. pajamas on and looks like shit. Now, <laughs> I can't argue that most people don't look like shit all the time because we, you know, we're not we're not all like you know, we all look like shit. We look like shit. Most we're just of the time. normal. You know, your skin's normal, but of course the surrogates are all perfect. And it started out a guy invented it to help people who don't 
have working limbs and bodies, and of course it gets perverted into this wanting to create uh, not a perfect world, because the world is the same, which is one of those loopholes you're going to have to get over or let it bug you forever. Um, it's just the same world, but with pretend people. So, and then uh, there's uh, crime, and there's Bruce Willis with a wig, and... And then there's a story. Yeah. <laughs> which we don't want to spoil, because... Sure. You know, you could it's, you could be, get spoilerific on this one. So, um, surrogates, I uh, didn't really know what to expect, apart from I'd seen the trailer a few weeks ago. That's the first I'd really knew anything about it. Um, I actually think the premise of this movie is really incredibly awesome. Kind of like the invention of lying last week. How I said the premise of that movie is really awesome, but it, the movie itself doesn't live up to the premise. I also think that applies to this movie. I agree. I think the actual idea is a lot better than what they did with the it. execution. Yeah. Um, I, I also because it actually has fantastic potential. Yeah. Also, in these kind of movies, they never show me what I want to see ever. Like they always show me the stuff that you know, like in this one, for instance. I want to see how people are using these surrogates more than they show me. Like I want to see people using them for perverse things and. You know, not just going to the office day, day to day. Yeah, I said, it, the I idea, see stuff. yeah. I want to see skydivers. Yeah, right. the crazy. way they're selling it is this means you can do dangerous things with this body that the you wouldn't do. Because if fragile. your body dies, if your surrogate dies normally, right. you don't die, no. right? So your surrogate can get smashed, run over by a car, drowned in the ocean, whatever is going to happen to it, and you just disconnect, and then you but have you to buy it. You completely feel it. You right. feel the sensation. You feel it. So if you're into base jumping, you. you, you let your surrogate jump off the bridge while you feel the whole thing, but you're safe. So I want to see that. Right, that was the opposite. I want to see more people in their homes. How are people living? Because they never. the idea is no one ever leaves their home anymore. No one. They don't go out on the street themselves ever. In you fact. Keep your guy, you keep your, your puppet, as some of them call it, in a box in the, in the house charging up. And then when, it, when you lay on your bed and it comes to life, it leaves and you stay there. Now, I want to see more... Other than the main characters waking up looking like shit, I wanted to see other how do pe- how people's lives have changed when their whole life is in their house. And I was thinking some of the most one of the most awesome moments in this movie, again something I picked up on that's probably nothing, but Bruce Willis um, is not in his surrogate; he's himself, and his wife comes out of the bedroom as a surrogate. You know, a nice supermodelly looking type wife mm-hmm. she comes out of the bedroom and she looks at him he's just the normal Bruce Willis and she kind of does that and kind of goes why aren't you in your like no she like, goes oh it's what, what? and it's he says it's, cha- it's on the charger and it's just she's kind of disappointed that she sees him for real like it's it's a real interesting like little moment you know that's... yeah because she says it's just better yeah if it's not us yeah, it's like she's she's kind of hidden behind it completely, you know, and she just doesn't really want to deal with the real thing, right? So it's just that one little thing there was. This is a, sounding more like real life all the time. People do not want to deal with the and, and you know you could say World of Warcraft and games and things and onliney things, totally. Facebook things you hide behind, but you know create a persona in the world that might not be you. You can sit here being broken and damaged in yourself. In your pajamas. And yet, online project a whole different you and the people's perception, the feedback you get 
pumps you up in a sort of fantasy way. Even if it's simply talking to someone that you know, but the conversation is always completely different than whatever, however shitty you think your life is. You you go online and you kind of like can ignore all that and that's all they see is the the good, the clever, the funny, the charming, and here you sit feeling like shit in your life. And so it's very, very uh, applicable. So that's what I really liked about this movie. The best, the premise of it is really an amazing premise. Like you said, not actually far away from a reality. And I know we're not there yet. We've not got complete... We have got robots that exist and stuff, but we've not got, you know, in... 50 years, this could possibly be something that we could buy into, you know. Um, there's this kind of loopholes in this movie, I think. Several. More you, than several. You reckon? <laughs> well, there again, it's a sci-fi piece, so... Yeah, you, you to... could make it very intense. I mean, extensive. And it would probably kind of overwhelm the basic premise of it. Now, it's also a PG-13 rather than an R-rated movie, so that, I think, also makes it something a bit... Yeah. I feel like they could have explored it more if it was an R-rated one, because I believe, you know, when I was saying this show, how Mm -hmm. people use these surrogates, I believe they held back on that because they were trying to keep it You'd like to see, like, a a 7 kind of a version, the the nasty bar underground? Yeah, just things (laughs) what people do with us. You know, you can do what you want with the surrogate, right? You can... You know, and uh, interesting. The beginning of this movie, just the title sequence, was it totally had me like yeah from the top. Yeah, I agree. It's a brilliant title sequence because it what it basically does is through news reports, um, it shows you the evolution of these robots, these surrogates. Like it tells you the whole story within what you you're completely clued in in two minutes exactly what is going on here. And I thought it was really good because it it just pinpoints on those small things and like how crime has gone down since these surrogates, how, you know, the, what do you call it, your Houses of Parliament, the Senate had to vote to integrate them into society. And then, you know, right. it just really explains the thing, and real concise. And then the opening scene, you immediately know it. I thought it was real well set up. Um, bad th- I'm thinking of bad things about what I didn't really like. I didn't really like, but then again, I did. I was just thinking I didn't really like the story running through it, like the the main theme. Um, but there again, when it got to the you point... You plot. Yeah. Right. When it got to the point, I actually thought back and thought, oh yeah, it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Do you get what I'm saying? As, it, as I was going through yeah. it, I was almost bored by the, the main story plot for a while. But then when it came to its head at the end... I had to think back a little bit and thought, oh, okay. Yeah, I actually like it better now I know some things. Mm, right. See, I pretty much knew that almost the whole time. Immediately upon meeting one character, I was like, yep, that's it. Which one? I'm not going to say, because that would be Right, spoiler-ific. you could mouth it and not say it, right? The... Oh, right. Well, I'm yeah. thinking of another character. Right. As soon as I saw him... Right. No, as soon as I saw the... Uh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. I knew that was... Right, and I didn't. Oh, and I did immediately. I mean, almost. As soon as he started talking, so, I was like... So oh. once that, I had that knowledge, I actually 
thought back and I was more impressed than I was. Like, yeah, because it becomes more of a human story again yeah. than just this, like, society out of control kind of story. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's got some cliches in there, but I think, you know... Some... <laughs> I like how you're, you're saying, it's got some loopholes, it's got some cliches. It has, oh but, my god, but, it's basically all it is. But what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking though, is, at the end of it, I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, did too. I didn't feel like it was completely... It wasn't how I would have done it, if you if you get what I mean. I'd want to, I had I more of an idea of it in my own head, of my own version of it. Yeah, not what you, what you expected, though, was a glossy action kind of a thing. And once I've seen it, I would like to see a... But then again, I think I'm going by what one of my recommendations is, and by um, uh, Harrison Ford. What's that one? Kind of a dark, Blade rainy... Runner? Yeah, like the dark, rainy future, but based in our reality, kind of gritty, grittier than this but then now this one's to, not gritty no, at all no. it's a very they're trying to portray a vivid looking plastic world plasticky world yeah with neon colours and everybody looks plastic which they are I mean and I thought at first I was a little bit like Ugh, but then I started really watching people and whatever directions they were given I felt like it it really worked like the posture was just a slight bit better and they were, had their you know there was a little bit of janky to the walk occasionally, and some people kind of forgot it and didn't, but I felt like that added to remind you in little tiny ways, this is not a person, but not overtly. It wasn't like they're doing, like, the robot dance or anything. No. I mean, it was just, like, a couple of the main... And his wife and the main uh, cop lady, when they would walk, there was just that posture thing made it... Reminded you ever so slightly... Yeah, but not too were much. Like a doll in a box, yeah. you know. Yeah, just real tiny, and I felt like that really to me that really added to it to remind me, you are just a woman who's laying somewhere who is you know doesn't want to be presented to the world. Whatever. I mean, that you kind of dig deeper for stuff. Maybe I was digging deeper most of the time because I felt like what was being presented was a little bit too uh, like banging you over head over the head with this the theme, you know, like. We're disconnecting from each other. We're all fake. We're all obsessed with the way we look and we all want to pretend. And it, that is the theme. It's bashing you in the face, basically. This human touch thing, you know? Some things I really loved was, like, the they have charging stations in the street where <laughs> yeah. you can, where your um, surrogate can walk into the charging station and juice itself up. I thought that was, I thought that was a real cool, just visual, to see. You know, when they were outside the mm-hmm. buildings. I really liked the... There's also like a, it looked like a penis pump with lightning inside it. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. a surrogate's drug. They kind of jack themselves. It's like an electric, electric shock. Electric charge, yeah. That they've figured out, these surrogates have figured out that they can get like a a, a buzz like we would have. Well, the surrogates haven't figured it out. The human the has figured, figured out figured, that if, yeah. you ja- if you give your surrogate a bit of electric shock, you get a bit of a charge. Yeah. I mean, you feel it. like. But the surrogates are doing it to each other. Um but it looks like a peanut. That's a real cool visual. Um, another thing I felt, I felt... Actually, during this part, in my mind, I went to a place where... Oh, imagine if this is real, how I would react in this situation. And this was where Bruce Willis was in the showroom where you can... I'm assuming hire them in this place. It looked like a hire. No, I think it was buy. Was it a buy? Yeah, yeah, because he like, said if you buy this model, you have to upgrade it. Right, and you can... Like a bed showroom, go on, like when you go and lie on the bed in the bed showroom. Well, you can get inside one of these. You mean like a test of, drive of a car. Yeah, 
I thought that I felt myself of like if this really did exist, wouldn't it be interesting to go into a shop to try them all on? Like it was that was just a weird yeah yeah something where I was I was actually in in it at that point. Like, right, like this was a real. Like, I'm in this place and it would be really fun. Like, when you go in Walmart to go and try all the digital cameras out, well, imagine diving in. And, and interesting how the salesman was saying, if you don't have much money, this one doesn't have many extras, you won't be able to taste or touch with this one, but right. if you can add those of on, course, like, like a car course. salesman. Yeah. So, Just like we were talking to someone about buying a laptop online. Yep. You get the they give you it's like oh five twenty nine great deal but then as you start going through the ordering process it's like you can add everything else that makes it fun or you can just have it the way it is and that was what <laughs> this was it was like the base model that didn't have most of the senses it was because he when Bruce Willis got it, he said it feels a bit numb because he's used to like a high end model right and he's like well you, you know you have to spend some more money if you want the one that feels like that is interesting yeah, I didn't think of it that. In yeah. depth, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There was quite a few of those kind of moments where I was like, wow, this is like pretty realized world. And this comes from a graphic novel, which um, we saw some clips of, which looks like a whole different tone and feel yeah. and everything, the graphic novel It to looks me. dark and gritty. It does, like a Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, like yeah Watchmen. exactly. Um, but this is kind of the opposite of that. But then again, the guy who wrote the graphic novel was pleased with the... He liked the idea of somebody else taking... A different view on it. But, you know, I, I actually like the premise of it. I didn't like the um, the assumption that the... Of course, there is the human faction of rebel people who right. are anti... You know, they say it's an abomination and all that kind of shit. And they're portrayed as some sort of cult sect of crazy religious nutbags. When, in fact, I might... If, you, if you're saying I'm going to go there in this world and in the future and say, how would I react... You know, if this were to happen in the next 40 years, I'm going to be 80. I'll be an 80-year-old woman and say my grand... I won't have grandkids. My great-grandnieces and nephews would come to me and say, look at my avatar. And I'd be like, ah, I don't need one of those. That doesn't make me a crazy religious nutbag. It just These are all like long I don't want like, one. Yeah, they're all like dirty types, and yeah. scruffy and they're all like, you're an abomination. And they got shotguns and shit. Like they came from the set of it's Mad like, Max. Is there no just normal group of people who just uh, just don't buy one or can't afford one see <laughs> that's the one one of the biggest things for me in the movie was there's no there's no counterbalance to the technology other than these sort of scruffy scrounging humans that are living in sort of a shithole part of the cities and that's it that's really that was really a big dump for me like come on there's there's more to this but if you try if they're trying to make it look so severe I guess but you go so. back and look at a lot of sci-fi and they do that don't they there's, yeah, yeah. there's the high tech and there's the scruffy people with all dirt on their faces <laughs> exactly all their it's clothes like a, are ran. it's a cliche isn't yeah. it yeah um, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen movies where it's like that like they're cavemen and they're like yes. robots but yeah. um, it there's, there's a lot of things in this movie though a lot of things to think about you know or you could look at it as just, you know, a Bruce Willis movie. But no, I think it's pretty good. I I, I don't think no. it's that big of a leap. If you're the type of person, like you and I, we're online a lot. I know people who have... Excuse me, I belched. Who have um, impacted their lives, truly impacted their lives by becoming so in, in immersed in World of Warcraft specifically. 
that it affects their relationships. It does not like they've gotten. Well, not true. I knew one a guy said I don't know the people, but she played so much, or the husband played so much. She didn't like it. She tried to play. She met a guy online in World of Warcraft. Then she divorced the husband and married the other World of Warcraft guy. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, and you hear stories and that like was that really, all the time. Huh? You hear stories. Yeah, like and that. I'm not saying the the game or the altered reality is the problem. Obviously, these people have the problem anyway. But I totally get it because when you are in a game, we've done it. We play The Sims online. You play online every day. Where you're encountering strangers and you've got your gut, you you play shooters mostly, but you it's a very thin line between I'm just me sitting here and blah 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 shooting people or chatting with people, and then all of a sudden taking that leap and be like, these people don't know me. Yeah. I could say anything I want. I'll I can do anybody. any. Yeah, I can say, act any way I want, and then put down the mouse and become myself again. It's a very thin line, and not everybody gets that. I am myself all the time. I'm pretty... You know what I mean? I I don't have a fantasy thing. I don't have a... I don't. Here's either. a better me. Now, I will... <laughs> I will tweak photos of myself so you don't see a zit on my cheek or something. <laughs> I will do that, but I don't put a picture of a supermodel instead of me, like I've seen a lot of I was just about do. to say, on, on a different note, but on the same note, there's a documentary called Second Skin that I watched. And it's about people who play online games and are kind of addicted to it. Or there's you know there's segments in it where there's like people who are addicted to it, people who found love through it, people who Can't divorced stop. because of it. You know, so it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. It actually parallels to this totally. movie. It's called Second Skin. I saw it the other week. It was just like a do- indie documentary. You know? Right. You can probably get it. So on it's Netflix. not at all far fetched. The idea that we that there are people who feel completely rejected by society or by life, or if it's in their own head for whatever reason, and then you get face that screen right there, put the mouse in your hand, and unless that person knows you in real life, you can actually transcend. And then your bad feelings kind of go away, I'm assuming. But then, you know... I actually said that. Imagine to you. that. Apply that to like most people, and that's a heart. That's where the surrogates come in. Then everyone wants that. I actually turned to you and said during the movie there was like a big fat guy <laughs> who was controlling right. a surrogate, and then it showed you him in his chair, like the fat guy sweating, and you know the typical. But his surrogate was a gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. I said to you, it's just like World of Warcraft. <laughs> And then you also said, why don't they make fat surrogates? Because some people might be a handsome, beautiful person. If this was an R-rated movie called Surrogates, maybe we would have seen the different types. I just don't, I just think... No, I mean, I think that idea is fine. Somebody who's, or say a famous person. If you were like Brad Pitt and you decide, I want to go out in the world, you wouldn't make yourself look like Brad Pitt. Because you could look by somebody else so they don't know you. Or... I'm tired of being judged on my looks. I want a pudgy, short, scruffy-looking person yeah, to represent me in the world. Yeah. So I'm valued in a different way. But, of course, they don't address that. Everyone is superficial. I, really, is- I actually <laughs> like that they did that because there's one scene where they're sitting down talking with some lawyers. Right. And they're supermodels, essentially. Like Yo, both yeah. of them. Very, um, yeah. And it's just absurd. Like, listening to what they say... And how they look. It, it just... It, that oh, scene alone... so you're saying supermodels couldn't be intelligent. No, it's, 
I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it. But just... your brain doesn't connect it. Just like in society, we don't imagine a beautiful person being able to be a high level, intelligent lawyer. And that's the interesting thing because we're kind of pre programmed ourselves, aren't we? Because of society. And this scene, you know, they don't look like lawyers. And he obviously. said. How do I know you're not some fat middle-aged dude with their dick hanging out sitting in a chair yeah. somewhere and she gets all like, yeah, sure, her head kind of cocks back like, oh, how did he know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad they went with the superficial because I think we're more superficial than not, if you know what I mean. Oh, I agree. So, you know, they could have took it both ways, but I think they took it the right Otherwise, way. Otherwise, I wouldn't clear the blemishes off my face. Exactly. For photos that I show people. Yeah. I know. And this is super Like, I have too. moles, right, on my nose. I'm all on my nose and I'm all right here on my lip. And oftentimes I will blur them out of photos because I don't want to look at them. <laughs> but this. Super, oh my god, this, I'm this, one super of the visual, this superficiality in the movie is far beyond that. I mean, this is like. This is the beginning. This is like Ball Bruce Willis wants to be Bruce Willis who looks maybe two years younger <laughs> maybe. with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Not even two years younger, really. Let's be honest, it's no. more like just cake and right, makeup. Then. Yeah, with two inches of <laughs> makeup and a wig. And they had to use CGI, they said. They yeah, didn't make him. <laughs> they did. <laughs> and then she comes up, she's like, you look a lot like you're... Surrey. Surrey, they call them. Yeah, but that that's funny. Yeah, when Bruce Willis is the surrogate, I must have to mention it, because it's kind of off-putting to me. He's got this strange hairpiece on to make himself look younger, but it actually makes him, to me, look kind of... Older, but trying to look younger. Because it's obviously a wig. It's not how he looked when he was 30. Because he had proper hair then, I think. It looked like a guy with a toupee on. When he was 30, he was a uh, yippee motherfucker. So I don't think... That- <laughs> and everybody has this interest in, like, you know, makeup to make them look... Rubber. Plastic. R- plasticky. I actually even, came across quite well. One of my favorite things is the salon where the wife works. Yeah, wife's that's really works, funny, actually. That... We're so vain. It's not enough that we have manufactured an entire being to represent ourselves in the world. There are salons where you go to have, like, a beauty salon where you have your hair done, your surrey's hair done, and you have the yes, she rips off your face and tweaks your facial muscles. It's like plastic surgery. You're not perfect enough. Exactly. You need to change it again. (laughs) Exactly. Like, because you, when you become a surrogate, when you get your surrogate, you can choose anything you want, right? But people still aren't happy. And that, said, that's the deal, isn't it? We're still yeah. not happy with yeah. it. Yeah, and one of my things with it was, I even threw it. The only hint of it, of this thing I was wanting, was on the subway when you see like this one dude who was like ultra super black. Like his thing was actually black painted. Not like an African American skin. Like it was painted black yeah. with white hair and white lips. And then the chick next to him had these big spikes actually coming out of her arms and her head. Like... And I'm thinking, yeah, why aren't there more people who do that crazy shit? You kind can of look like anything. look. No, I mean, you could be anything. You could look, I said, you could be a wolf, you could be a bear, you could be anything. Because all it is is you. And But there's none of that. It's I also all very like, generic. I also like at the beginning there was a lady who looked like a crash test dummy. And, <laughs> and then she said, yeah. oh, sorry about the way I look. My surreys, um, they, they've given me this loner because right, mine's, right. mine's on in re- for repair, like a loner cat. But see, that'd be, I'd want to look like, like Max Hedrum, you know, like real plastic. But she just looked shit. like a crash test dummy. It was kind of funny. Like, <laughs> like her head was just poked up on a piece of metal and her hand was so like... So they're interesting ideas all the way through. And now I think back is actually maybe, maybe I was being a bit... Because I was kind of dissing it in my head before I came to do this review. <laughs> 
But now when I'm thinking back, there is quite a lot of... The weaknesses are hitting you while you're watching it. The weaknesses being the a lot of the visual... the action scenes are weak. Oh, very weak. I that... don't mean the way they look. I mean, they're actually uh, surplus... What do you... Yeah. Like, surplus to requirements. Like, there's yeah. no need for them. And it didn't look very good. I disagree with you. No, I, I didn't think it looked bad or good. I thought it looked just standard. Oh, uh, a lot of bad blue screening going but, on. But I did, I did feel that there was, it was like, let's have a chase here for... Let's extend this chase out. It doesn't even need to be this long. Mm-hmm. It's just... Like, we need something for this part, so we'll have a chase. <laughs> Two of them, yeah, that you know? were unnecessary. Yeah, they could have been a lot shorter, and they weren't the best parts of the movie. Because just what you said, the idea is bigger than the movie. Same not, as last week. Same as Invention of Lion. So, there's a lot to think about. Especially at the end. After, afterwards, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, that's a cool concept. I wouldn't mind reading the graphic novel. It actually... Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the graphic novel explores it in a different way. You know, I don't. That would have been a good extra to include the entire novel. Yeah, you know, because they went to the there was an extra where they had an animated version of the novel, so they went to some, you know, expense to do it. Yeah, so, but yeah, I think there's a quite a lot to this movie that will keep you talking about it afterwards. Unless you only see it as like a kind of a crappy sci-fi action movie. Because it doesn't... And it and also has that too. It has elements of because that Because when too. we look at, like, you've got a recommendation that I think is a good representation of all of it. A big idea, well executed, looks good. It's got loopholes and it's got some goofiness too. But, I mean, it's, it comes together better as you're watching it than this one. I think that's reason. the problem with this. It, it's a great idea. Obviously, I, I think the graphic novel was probably really great. Like, I, I am, you know, I would have read the graphic novel and said, you know, read this, this this would make a good movie. I just don't think the movie is exactly... I would have preferred it's not it... dark I would have preferred me. it darker. I would have preferred... There's parts I would have left out. Dark and yet... Make it clear as you're going through it. If you're not... That you kind of take a lightheartedness about it at times. Like in this one, it was like... It was taking itself a little too seriously. Yeah. And yet it wasn't dark enough. Like... There was, you know, I was going to say, you know, cartoony elements too. A little bit. Even though it was taking sense. Comic booky more than cartoony. Yeah. Like I was, for some reason I thought of Total Recall, like something like that where it's kind of. I love Total Recall. Slightly cheesy, but Mm -hmm. still quite good, you know. So, you know, it's a a hard one to call because I can't say, oh, Surrogates, what an amazing sci-fi movie you're going to be blown away by. But I think if you're interested in sci-fi in some way, I think there's ideas here. They're not necessarily new ideas because we've seen Mm. jacking into things. And and the cop who's lost a kid and the relationship isn't great and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We've seen all that stuff before. In fact, we've seen that in Bruce Willis movies. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think if we've ever seen a movie before where you can go inside somebody's body like this and do you fulfill your thing. And I, I think I have, like, but I, I feel like I've... Not in someone's body. We'll get to that when we get our recommendations going. You know I mean? In a robot's body. I don't think so. No? Hmm. Maybe I've read it or something? I feel like I've seen the idea of somebody lying on something but operating somewhere else, like, hmm. you know? But uh, I'm sure it's not a new... I'm sure that's not the first time it was ever hmm. done. No. 
But uh, so let's move on to the cast of this movie. I put down a few people. Bruce Willis is Tom Greer. You know, he's Bruce Willis. Pretty standard. <laughs> yeah, I think he. I actually felt like he did a good job when he was not robot Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Normal uh, Bruce Willis. He was a little bit too. Um, movie down and out heroish to me. Like 16 Blocks, Bruce yes, Willis. Yes, precisely. In fact, he Only was, he was 16 Blocks. Only Willis. that one was Well, this one better. was. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't fit. It wasn't the right kind of angst or something. I don't know. And then we've got... Can you turn that a little? It's like... Um, can I see it? Uh, Radha yeah. Mitchell. Radha Mitchell as Peters, who's his um, det- detective sidekick. And she's... That's kind of dismissive. She's not a sidekick at all. She's a main character. Well, he's her sidekick. She's his sidekick. No, they're just equal. They're like buddy cops. Yeah. Um, I've seen her before. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where. I really liked her in this because she has to play... You know, she's she's also a surrogate. I'll tell you where you saw her. In fact, I thought of it earlier and now I've forgotten. Where? We're going to have to stop doing this looking it up on the fly. We're going to have to look, we're going to have to research beforehand. Yeah, but you bring up stuff. It's good to have it here we to get... look at. We'll just keep talking. Don't get so thrown right. off your game. I'm looking Jeez. I'm looking at the thing right on Mitchell. Um Children of the Rogue Feast. I know I've seen her. She was in Silent Hill. Did you see that one? Never seen it. Finding Neverland. I Man saw on it. Fire. That's where I think of her. Oh, she's the mother of yep. the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark Antony's her husband. Phone booth, Dead Heat, Uprising, uh, Nobody's Baby, etc. But that was the one I'm thinking of, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, she's good. I, I think she's good, you know, because she's relatively unknown. You don't you don't immediately think, oh, I know who this is. She, it's not like they put Sharon Stone in there or somebody like that. Thank God. Um, and then we've got Rosamund Pike as Maggie. And I'm assuming that is... His wife. Yeah, Bruce Willis's wife. She's a British lady. I think she's like South African or something. Is she? Yeah, she doesn't didn't sound British to me. It's either Australian or South African or something like mm. that. Um, but I've seen her also before and stuff. Um, and she has to play a surrogate and... Herself. Herself. And I think she did a good job of both, apart from you didn't see herself very much. No. <laughs> but um, there is a scene towards the end, which I really liked, with real Bruce Willis and... Real her. <laughs> yeah, real her. And then, uh, last one I mentioned was James Cromwell as a older Cantor. Um, he's in a lot of sci-fi stuff. Isn't he always the scientist? Scientist, who, uh... isn't he? Yeah, yeah. always. Like, and was I he like the scientist him. in uh, iRobot? Seems to me it was him. Yes, he was. Yes. The... Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> um, you know, and there's a lot of other people in it, but it's not... Not a he- heavy, like, hitting cast or anything. I mean, it's not like... I mean, there's a lot of people in it. A lot of people it. in it, but... And people you'll recognize... Oh, and Ving Rhames mm-hmm. is also in there. And the cop guy. The head... The her boss. Yeah, I, you know what? He's I, like a model or something, yeah. I think. Turned actor, and he's fine. He was and good. I, when I saw Ving Rhames and Bruce Willis, I was like, this isn't the first time they've been together. Pulp Fiction. Correct. You know, but there was a entirely worse situation in that basement in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, Ving Rhames is in it. Not very long. But the actor guy, I don't know his name, but he played her boss, the cop guy, the main cop guy, and he was good. He was actually really good, in fact. And this is directed by Jonathan Mosto, who also directed Terminator 3, which, while it not being... It's actually... 
See, I, I like Terminator 2 best. And I like Terminator 1 least. So Terminator 3 is my second favourite Terminator. Well, then by default, you're not exactly pra- singing its praises. I, th- I, actually... I like Terminator 2 the most. I like Terminator 1 the least. Therefore. Well, this four. <laughs> I've not seen the fourth. Um, but the third one, the third Terminator movie, I actually liked the Terminatrix. And I liked, you know, the fact that it was Arnold again. You know? I, I, thought, didn't, I didn't love it, no. I did. I, th- I thought it had... I thought it was pretty good, to be honest. But anyway, and he also directed U571, which is... An, I yeah, actually really like that one, too. Which that's is a about one. a submarine. World War Two. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's what he's directed. Um, direction on this movie... I don't... Standard. I feel it's visually interesting, just because of the subject matter, though. I don't Correct. think it's the way it's filmed. I think... How can robots and stuff like that not be interesting? Because it looks really fun, you know? Exactly. Um, but, you know, it's pretty straight up, isn't it? If you come to think of it. Very. Apart from Very the, functional. Apart from that opening scene, which I really... Well, I said, the credits, where it's... Yeah. I really... But that's just a montage, really, of clips. It feels the... different to the rest of the film. Yeah. It uh, feels like somebody else did it, to me. And I was really... It sold me. Like... When it said, like, five years, when it was counting down the years up to where this story was going to start, I was completely in it. Was Did you not yes, feel the same? Yes, I agree. Completely. I was like, I love this stuff. It was like District 9, the beginning of District 9. It sold me with it. It's a tool that the, that filmmakers have to use to get you up yeah, to like, speed. Hook, or not. I mean, they don't have to. You can just drop yourself in the... In the in, uh, be, just like, um, you did need this information, though, and, and they imparted it quite something well. like True Blood. Where you're just the first episode, bam, you're in it. You have no explanation of why this guy, why it's acceptable, what the tensions are. You don't know. You're just dropped in the world where vampires exist, and we all know about it. It's like there's no lead up, and then they do it throughout the series, right? Right. So I like that too. You're just plunked into a world yeah, that's where you're not sure about. Because then they slowly unwind, but then right. they've got that's a yeah, that's a series. So but in, in a, a movie. Minute. I can't think of any movie where you're just dropped in... Well, a lot of sci-fi, you're just in it, and you just have to go with the flow. I can do a good one, that way you just dropped in it and you have no idea what's going on. Dark City. True. It's just like, okay. But so is he. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going, that's a tool too, but um, it's a very standard tool to use, as we will say, that in the beginning you go like, ten years ago, five years ago, currently... And you're, it's all, then you're like up to. All right, so we watched the Blu ray, um, and I was pretty disappointed with the extras because it's really quite bad, this, this disc. Um, it, it's got deleted scenes, which we just watched them and I don't I really remember. I think they remem- should, they really should one of them should have been in there because. The, the one on the train. The one on the stairs. Yes. And the one on the train, yeah. Both yeah. of them should have been in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The one on the train was. Um, this isn't a spoiler. The other one would be. The one on the train is like this faction that we talked about, the dirty people who the are humans. against yeah. the robots. It's kind of... It's on a subway train and it's their reaction to each... Well, no. The, the idea the is if, you're, if you've walked onto... If you're your surrogate, right, and you're getting across town on the subway or you're going to work, well, it's going to take you 30 minutes or 40 minutes to commute. So you, so you charge. Yeah, you un, you unplug, you don't charge. You unplug yourself at home and you just sit there and wait until your yeah. ride is over. So all the surrogates are sitting on the train just sitting there, like, turned off. Yeah. And this human comes in who's, like, uh, 
Just being obnoxious with Yeah, them. exactly. In fact, he wants to pee on one of them. <laughs> yeah. Just, Wake up just and for, smell the piss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would have left that in, to be honest. But there again, it's a little bit dark, isn't it, I guess? But that's that's the thing. Yeah. You've got to add a little bit of the more, you know. And then there's a, you know, this is fairly standard documentary for a uh, sci-fi movie. But this one's called The Science of Surrogates. And it's basically talking heads. I actually kind of like this one, though, because it showed you real... Where we are now with robots, you know... Prosthetic hands and stuff that look real. And, like, a strange Japanese lady that kind of... I didn't even know that existed. I've seen that on... on And a a guy who's making himself. Yeah. And that is freaky. It's freaky. I mean, obviously, it looks like... But But it also, if it was just a still picture and you wasn't look, You would think it was him. Like, yeah, so... Yes, we are advancing in this technology all the time. There, There was a prosthetic arm that looked like a real arm like right down to even every single hair that was sticking out of it yeah which is like creepy but good because like somebody Correct. who has lost their arm why shouldn't they have something exactly i agree completely they don't need a hook they want like a real hand don't they so it kind of explains where we're at and how plausible this movie could be like you know we could get to a point of that so um and then there's uh, something called Breaking the Frame, a graphic novel comes to life, which is really good as well because it interviews the actual creator of the graphic novel, the artist from the graphic novel, and they talk about how the differences between the movie and the comic, and it has, they actually animate the comic. A little bit. A you little don't bit. see the whole thing, yeah. But you, you know, you see some with voiceover, and um, it gave me a flavour of the comic book immediately. I mean, I could tell it wasn't what this movie was. Idea maybe, but tonally not. Um, and then there is audio commentary by the director, and I will not bow music video. We don't care about music videos, but yeah, you get one. I'll be honest with you. When the movie was over, I didn't need any extras for that one. Some movies I, I have no interest. Well, then whatsoever. you would have been happy that there wasn't many. Yes, the uh, the one about real technology working toward that was interesting but if it wasn't there I wouldn't have missed it and I wouldn't have felt cheated because I don't think this is a movie I would have own I would it's a definite like rental kind of movie it's kind of a rental movie for me but I'm, glad, stands, I'm glad I saw it it stands on its own without yeah. a lot of extras and how they did this and that interestingly though like when I say when you say it's a rental you know don't when we say that don't miss it because, no, no, I'm it saying is, rent it. It's definitely, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying watch well, it, I, I think but some... it's not worth uh, the full ticket price. I think it's ridiculous to buy some movies for me. I don't need it ever again. So it's definitely, I, if I didn't think you should see it, I'd say, um, this is the code. Okay, if I say buy it, that's something I will watch many times in my life. Or it's precious to me for some reason. I just if bought I say, a movie, actually. If, if I say rent it, that means I think you should see it. It's just not worth paying for or taking up space in your house. Or if I say um, watch it when it comes on HBO or something, that means it's worth that effort. No commercials. If I say watch it on late night cable, that means that's about the lowest you can go. Except for... I would never say don't watch a movie because who knows. Well, you know, talking about value and buying a movie, I just bought a movie yesterday on Blu-ray and it's a little movie called Magnolia that came out this week. I already own it on DVD, but I bought it again. And I think we'll review it. Great. I mean, it is my favourite movie, but what I'm saying is (laughs) that's a movie 
I would buy over and over again. In any version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So, conclusion on this movie, as we just said, I I also say kind of a rental for me. It's not... I do like sci-fi movies, and I do think it has good stuff. I also think it has some poor stuff. But that just kind of goes with the... Yeah, I think I'm getting to the point where some movies are overall irritating to me. Like, I can't get there at all, right? I mean, I'm just not... Ugh. We've done all right this year so far. Yeah, but Gen- some movies, I'm learning. To, I've always tried to find the good parts yeah. any movie because I like watching movies anyway. Um, but if it does, if I'm not immersed in it, then I have to work at it. Sometimes I think it's you still have to worth work it. at this one. A it's little still bit. worth it because the idea is good. Some of the visuals are good. Kind of thinking the realization of some some of those ideas. So overall. Let me do movie recommendations at this spot here because it's like absolutely perfect timing. Uh, movie recommendations from me. Another movie that reminded me of it was I Robot with uh, Will Smith, which I think is a superior movie to Surrogates, to be honest. You know, and they're not exactly the same or anything, but this is almost like this could almost have been a sequel. It could have it's been very close to it. Take that I Robot. Make it 20 years in the future from my robot, where uh-huh. they're no longer just a Look helper. Like, yeah, yeah. But they have start to represent you. Could have totally gone that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, iRobot, which I actually think is actually well executed on every level. Special effects, the whole thing. You know, it's a... It's, it's, I don't know. It just it's feels, got a few throwaway elements, but... feels like, bigger than this movie, though, in a way, even though it probably isn't like... I agree. Um, and then my other one is Steven Spielberg's AI... Which I think possibly is my favourite robot type movie. Because it's like... The idea of that one... They're not even human at all. No. There's no human element at all. No. It's, it's pretty awesome. The whole... Uh, and the way, the way he did that movie too. The way it's like in the house. watch that again. Yeah. Well, where it's like in the house for like 30 minutes. And then it kind of... It's just a real good paced movie. Um, not seen it for a while. I've got it on DVD. Um, so yeah, mine's iRobot and AI, which I think are perfect choices to go with this one. And mine are from a little bit different angle. I was trying to think of another mo- of other ideas where in this movie, to me, and I even said it to you, in real life, a lot of us are surrogates of our own self when we go out into the world. If you go to work and you deal with your family and you go to holidays and you go out to dinner with your friends, you're not the same person you are when you come home and sit in your underwear watching a movie eating a bucket of ice cream. You're not the same person generally. I never do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You present yourself differently to different groups of people. So you are your own surrogate a lot of times. I sometimes sit with my balls hanging. (laughs) Yes, I know. So we put on... You know, what movie kind of shows a person who's tormented from the inside? Now, uh, Aviator at first, right? Because he had his shit together, you know, uh, Hugh Hef- not Hugh Hefner. Um, you know, the Aviator. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. But inside, he was pretty much breaking down, right? But to the world, he was... But then eventually, everybody knew he was crazy. But Confessions of a Dangerous Mind was a real split thing because you see a character guy who is one thing to the world but inside his mind is completely falling apart. You know, I mean, so when he goes to the do the gong show and do the be the out in the world, he's a completely different person than what's really going on inside. So to me that was like a surrogate of himself. And then the other one is 
a thing where you're experiencing things, but you don't have to involve yourself, which is strange days. I absolutely didn't like that. Because you can jack into yourself, someone else's memories, someone else's thoughts, and live it. Like, Ralph like, Fiennes in it. I think so. I, I liked it. I didn't like it at all. What didn't you like? I don't know. I can remember watching it and going, oh, I didn't like that. Maybe movie. you'd like it better now you're older. Try it. It's, it I almost like seems it like Johnny Mnemonic. Like, like, oh, it was on. Right, and Johnny Mnemonic wasn't great, but now that I look back, idea is so ahead of its time. I liked the idea Let's of that. Very I like the idea of Johnny Mnemonic. I just didn't like the execution of it. <laughs> it was both. <bull. laughs> it was a little. So that's my strange days and confessions of a dangerous mind. Righty. So that is our movie recommendations for this week. Next week's uh, Blu-ray review will be Whiteout, starring Kate Beckinsdale. Um, Beckinsdale. Beckinsdale. Beckinsdale, which is one of my uh, award-winning uh, the, the cover of this uh, movie. I thought it was Beckinsale. It's a uh, Beckins Beckinsale. All oh, right. Um, so the, right. <laughs> the cover of this movie. Uh, if you've seen the cover in the shops, it's uh, my my favorite DVD cover for a long time. I don't see why, but... I just really like it. So, uh, yeah, it's just we'll mostly be... white with a woman's face and a gun. I just think it looks really good. Like, like the surrogate... And I told you, it reminds you of Chasing Amy. That's why. Like the surrogate's cover, I don't care for. I just find it really... Boring. Generic. Yeah, and why is it yellow? Why is it yellow? I'm sure they did some research. And <laughs> Bruce Willis has this thing where he says, the public really only ever buy ones that have a lot of yellow. Yeah, <laughs> they love me when I'm yellow. <laughs> Like in Sin City. <laughs> like that's how he sounds. Yeah. He wasn't yellow in Sin City. No, you know, when I'm when I'm pounding on that beat. <laughs> when in fact the cover of that, oh, they could have been they could have done anything. They could have made it like the cover of a magazine with like a pristine. That is why like the, oh actually like with the menus. Blurbs on the side. Yeah, yeah, that was good. The menus of surrogates are actually Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, they're in Themed. the in the cool kind of glossy magazine, like how they would sell you a robot. Welcome to Avion. Yeah, even says that at the beginning, <laughs> which is really cool. You can order your custom surrogate here. So, uh, yeah, Whiteout will be next week's review. Um, and Games and Ace Scully stuff, let's move on to that. I've been playing a few games this week. The first one being Critter Crunch. Now, this is a weird game. It's a... I'd say it was a cross between Bejeweled, uh, Tetris, and, like... Buster Move. Um, the only reason I mention it, it's on the PlayStation Network. They're having a sale right now where they've got like it's a it's a fairly old game, but they're having a sale on downloadable games and it's uh, two ninety nine, whereas it used to be ten dollars. So I'd heard that it was really good, but I was never paying ten dollars for a game like that, right? So I'd heard all the time people saying Critter Crunch is one of the best games on the PSN. But I, I kept going there, and it was always $10. But when somebody said it's $3 this week, for a week only as well, I think it's probably gone now. I went and grabbed it, and it's absolutely great. It's really... You'd like it. It's a puzzle, you know, puzzle game. I'll try it. In fact, you should play it. Yeah, it's like... Um, you know, you, you've got critters that are coming down from the top of the screen in lines, like Bejeweled. And then you've got a character at the bottom that you can move into one, into one of the five columns. You can just move him. And when you get into a column, you can spit your tongue up and grab one of the critters. Now, there's different sized critters. And like smaller ones can be fed to medium ones. And medium ones can be fed to large ones. And when you do feed the right one to it, they pop and they give you some gems. And you have to basically get rid of them all. 
but they're progressing down the screen slowly like a Tetris or a you know sounds stressful <laughs> no it's not very fast or anything it's but it, it and then there's some levels that are just pure straight puzzle levels where it'll be like here's ten critters you've got four moves get rid of them all in four goes you know so you right you do, you don't rush or anything nothing changes you just have to look at it and say okay I've got four moves I have to do the specific so that's Critter Crunch if you're lucky and you go to PlayStation Network you can still get it for two ninety nine. but I'm Probably you're probably too late by now. Um, there's also a thing on the PlayStation Network at the moment. Uh, if you, we've mentioned the game SingStar before, which is a karaoke game on the PlayStation. Now, if you've if you've ever been interested in SingStar but you never wanted to buy the game, well, one of the main things of SingStar is you can plug the PlayStation camera into the PS3. And when you're doing your singing, you can record yourself and upload yourself to the SingStar store and then you can browse the store and watch other people performing. And as you've seen, it's kind of hilarious to watch kind people of. sing. I mean, there's all kinds of things on there. Well, now, even though you don't own the game, you can download the SingStar Viewer, which is free. And you've got access to the the whole storefront and the community section. I mean, you can't sing, but you can watch all the performances. So for free, I literally spent two hours the other night just going through different performances. And I mean, there's some seriously funny ones. There's people dressed up as stormtroopers singing. There's Wookiees. There's, you know, there's all kinds of... There's there's even... When you say it like that, it sounds crazy. And there's even... (laughs) this, this This is really funny. Well, this isn't funny. There's real... There's people on there who are actually amazing singers. Like... Everyone usually you you click one and it's somebody's grandma. Oops, I did it again. Or somebody's grandma singing and it's not even singing; she's just talking. But then there's some and you're like, well, you know, why aren't they the, the next? You know, why are they better. the next American model? America's next top model. <laughs> so, America's America's idol. So SingStar Viewer is free, and it I guarantee you once you've played with it for a while. You probably want to go and buy SingStar, which you, I think you can get for $20 with the two microphones. Which is, I think, a good value if you like singing games. If you like karaoke. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there's different SingStar games now. There's like Queen and ABBA. And then there's pop hits and country hits. So, you know, you, there's something for everybody. Um, also, I've been playing this week. Well, I haven't been playing this, but I have pre-ordered this game, which comes out in the middle of February. And that's Heavy Rain on the PS3. I want people to know about Heavy Rain because I've talked to you about it this week. It's a new game coming out by David Cage, who's the creator of Indigo Prophecy or Fahrenheit, if you're from the UK. They had a different name. Um, It's like an adventure game. It's really hard to explain. But it's the kind of game that needs to be supported. Like, people need to buy it. But what if it's crap? Well, if it's crap, then fair enough. But people need to buy different types of games is what I'm saying. Don't just buy the big shooters or the big Driver's racing games. Or, or sports games. Buy, sometimes go and buy... Yeah, but 60 bucks, man. Different type. Well, I think this one's 50 bucks. Even that, I don't care. Rent it then, because that's... I'll rent it, whatever. I mean... Um, don't take a chance on a game for 50 bucks that you think you'll hate because that's ridiculous what I'm saying is no well there's actually on the 14th of February there'll be a demo on the PlayStation Network so alright try the demo go and try the demo 
And if you're in any way interested in it, I would say support the developers of games like this because if we don't, we'll just get Madden football and racing games and, you know, shooters for the rest of our lives. Yeah, we'll never get, like, interesting different games because they won't be taking a chance on games like that. So I just wanted to say that. Okay, it really looks to me like something I'd be interested in. You know, and I told you what it's about. It's like a, it's about a serial killer. You take, you you experience the game through four different people. You play four different people. A, a lady, who's a reporter, a private eye, like a middle-aged private eye guy, a father of, no, just a father, <laughs> and um, not a priest, a father of a kid. Yeah, a father, just a, right. a father. Yeah, and. Uh, Who's the other person? Serial killer? Oh, the other person's a cop. And Can't be the serial killer? Um, maybe. But anyway, you play it from these four people's perspectives. And you don't... Each game is not... You play You play as the four people in the one game. It's, it's like a... I mean, you don't choose a person at the beginning and play through the entire game as that person. You, you play Swap different scenes. Yeah, it swaps around. So it's like a... Like a magnolia of a... You know, like changing characters, but you're in these two different characters. But anyway, it looks interesting, and it's on only on the PS3. It's like what was the name of it again? Heavy, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Um, and I've also been playing a game on Steam, which costs. Uh, it was over Christmas. It was a ninety-nine cent game that I've had my eye on for a long time because I thought it looked amazing. But it was always ten dollars. So when it was in the ninety-nine cent sale bin. I grabbed it, but I've never played it until this week because I just grabbed it and it was on my Steam list. And it's called Ah, um, a ah, reckless a reckless disregard for gravity. And what it basically is, it's an indie game, but it's got quite high production values for an indie game. But it's made by a small team, like two guys or whatever. And it's a base jumping simulator. It's pretty much the smallest team you can get without yeah. being just one guy. One guy or two guys. <laughs> it's a base jumping simulator. So you jump off buildings and it's got this crazy like aesthetic to it, which I would describe as res meets Oh, it's really hard to describe. It's <laughs> it's weird. It's psychedelic almost a bit Jeff Minterish, but you're jumping off buildings and it starts off really simple it's like jump off this building and you jump off you run with your mouse keys and you jump off the building and you have to land at the bottom and you can pull a parachute out at the last minute and land so that'll be your first level now the next level will be like on the way down there are fans you know like stood on the side of the skyscrapers there are fans not fans that blow, like fans of you as a base jumper. Groupies. And there are non-fans of you. <laughs> when you see fans, you have to press your right mouse button to give them a thumbs up, and then you score points. And when you see non-fans, you have to press the other button to give them the, the finger. And that, you know, so it's then it becomes, that adds a whole different mix into it because you're always having to think about which button you're having to press. And then it gets more complicated and complicated and, and some of the levels towards the end are like crazy. It's like jumping off a building and there's rings that you have to hit, like fall through. And then they go through buildings and like sideways, you know, and then there's levels where the gravity disappears so you're kind of, you know, it's crazy. It's, and it's got this weird 
like narrator that talks over the top and in between the levels and he's like telling you about this weird society where base jumping's been you know it's 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 weird it's very weird and it's 99 cents and it's totally worth it it's like 200 levels wow. so um i was gonna say is it worth 99 cents it's absolutely worth 99 cents uh, so yeah and it's got leaderboards and steam achievements it's on steam by the way steampowered.com um and finally mass effect 2 which I would say is one of the biggest games of this half of the year, and it's the sequel to Mass Effect, and it's... I played two hours of it last night. I would say... I I loved Mass Effect 1. I really, really did like it. I would say this is, like, a 100% improvement over it. Like, all the things that, like, I hated about it, they've fixed. And I immediately could tell that, because I was like, oh my god, she controls better when I get behind cover it's not kind of janky and when I'm shooting at stuff I'm actually hitting it you know because it was I don't know I don't know she meaning you made your character a woman again yeah in both but uh, yeah you can you know and it's it's the continuation and some events unfold in the first five minutes that you probably won't believe because it's Mm -hmm. like oh really but you know it's Mass Effect, it's like you said to me when you walk through, it's like a movie. Yeah, just looking at it or listening to it sounds and looks like a movie. Yeah. Martin Sheen's voice Martin Sheen is the... Who's the Australian woman? I don't know, but there's more... In the first one, the voice actors weren't necessarily famous people, but in this one they've kind of amped the budget up, so... But yeah, um, I'm sure you'll hear a lot about Mass Effect 2 this week, because, you know, everybody's going to be talking about it, and you'll see tons of reviews. But I recommend it. If you like role-playing games that are kind of like a shooter as well. It's kind of like Gears of War meets a role-playing game. Um, you'll you'll be into it. Right. Um, so that's it for games for this week, and I can't think of any that are coming out next week because Mass Effect 2 is probably So the comment you made last week about there are no good games yet this year, now what do you say? I say Darksiders and Mass Effect 2 are the two good games this year, so far. But we're only we're not even at the end of January yet, so right. it's pretty good. Two good games in January. <laughs> <laughs> Things move fast in your world. And yeah. for me, do you care what I have to say? You gonna listen? You gonna ignore me? I'll ignore you. And you say it. <laughs> no, not if you're gonna ignore no, me. No, what's for your dinner? Curry. Yes, making some curry, some vegetable curry and rice. This sounds really good. We're on some weird. Um, today, I got up a lot earlier than you. So I feel like I'm right near the end of my day now. Right. And you probably feel like you're almost at the beginning. No, I've been up a few hours. I was going to say we're kind of on a different wavelengths. I think you pay more attention to that than I do. I'll go to bed whenever I'm tired and I'll wake up whenever I'm not. That's pretty much how I work it. But right. you know how you are. I'll still go to bed with you when it's... I don't care. If I'm tired, I'll go to bed. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, your choice. You woke up a couple hours after we went to bed and you stayed up. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> That's how it happens sometimes. You even did the treadmill, which is right under where I'm sleeping. I thought that would bother you. But... <laughs> no, I didn't hear it. And when I've all. got my earphones in while I'm doing it, I and don't hear the noises anyway, so. And sometimes you laugh out loud because you're yeah. watching, but I, I was totally dead to the world. In fact, even when you came to wake me up, I was kind of like, why are you waking me up? <laughs> Jesus, I've only been asleep 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, it's my day off. Let me sleep however long I want. Anyway, and then, that's another topic. Um, The other thing is, finding people, after many years, like this week, I've tried to think of childhood people that I knew. 
because I moved when I was in fifth grade, and then I knew a couple of girls when I was really young from a babysitter, and I didn't I didn't go to school with them or anything, so it was like five six years old. But I remember them very specifically. But then when you go try to find that person, maybe and say, oh, you know, do you, do you remember each other? And then then what? Because yeah. I've connected with some people I knew from college and high school. Some people I'm thrilled that in our lives, even though we haven't been knowing each other, we just reconnect like there's no time in between. We're, we've got a lot of the similar... I guess the reason we were together and friends then are the same reasons we can be friends now. We really get along well. We understand each other or we accept each other or whatever. And then other people... Not so much. You hook up with them and you're like... not. I can tell you the same thing. That Like a guy from who I was at school with, who I was quite good friends with at school, which is a long time ago, contacted me on Facebook. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I was his friend at school. And then we talked. Like we typed a few things back and forwards. And then I really didn't know what to type anymore. It was an effort. Yeah, like I... It, I Your world grew completely apart. Yeah. There was no and now I don't say anything. Right. And that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you feel like, I remember this. And I remember we, at the babysitter, we used to climb up in the babysitter. She had a cherry tree in the yard. And we'd climb up in there and we'd play in the mud. And we'd play on the gas tank that was sitting in the yard. And, you know, I mean, I remember those moments. But were they just childhood moments and I we happened so. to be together? Like, what would we be like now? Although I've hooked up with, reconnected with people from high school and college who I'm thrilled now. I want to hear about their lives. I want to see what they're talking about. We chat maybe, maybe once a month, but more, no more than that. I'm still interested, right? Right. And then people, as you get in adulthood, you're like, maybe I want to. Like, I found the one guy I was telling you about, but then it's like, I just maybe only want to know he exists. I don't necessarily, that he's not, like, dead. I don't necessarily want to, like, chat, chat. Do you and know I what I mean? I don't chat to them. I, I, yeah. Like, I'll chat to them the first time we connect and then we won't chat again but I'll read the status of right that. and then some people I do want to like Emily is yeah. one of my friends from college and Erica who's not online but I love when she calls or she sends me an email even friends that I'm friends in quote unquote real life with I still love to see what they post every day but it's those people that have kind of gone in your past some of them you you just want to know like are they dead? Are they in jail? Are they still psychotic? Um, and then is it really... It's like super, super superficial maybe that I think they're like disposable almost. Okay, you're alive. That's great. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm sure they think well, the same about exactly me. That's exactly how I feel. Like, yeah, and that's how they feel. Yeah, like, oh God, she, she disagrees with everything I say. Like I have some people from high school and from where I'm from I read what they write. Oh my word! It's so, so opposite of my philosophies of life. The way I think, it's to me, it's narrow-minded, highly Republican, super conservative, raw, 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 raw Bible, raw, raw soldiers. When I don't disagree with supporting troops at war, their view is a very manufactured view of it, and that bothers me. And then I think, okay, those people I don't need to chat with because I'll just get in. Just disagree with them. So it's an interesting opportunity you have to find people from your past. Just don't always think it's going to be the same. It never is. 
And if it's, it could be someone that you weren't that fond of, but you knew of them, and they find you, and then you're like, hey, I really dig this person. Maybe the I one was in specific, too I, young to appreciate them before, well, and now well, I do. I was going to say, the one specific I was talking about, I was actually really good friends with at school. But now I feel like I have nothing but to maybe, say to him. Maybe his thing is, you know, he needs a little... I no, don't know. He's pretty not really my kind Let's of... Let's go one of those... Um, this is what you do in life. You grow up, you have kids, you get bored, you get sick of everything, you he's hang not out. Really, he's really, yeah, it's quite <laughs> depressing and he's not really my kind, the kind of person I would right. fraternize with. No, like, fraternize. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, <laughs> So it's a... Just go into it with an open mind that you may be disappointed or it may not be what you think. I just look at it now as I'm just checking in. I want to see... If you're alive and if some, you know, and then maybe another 20 years we'll connect again kind of thing. But, and that's it, really. That's all I got to say. All right. So I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, we've got websites, ascully.com, sidtalk.com. You can catch us on twitter.com, uh, both of us, at ascully or at sidtalk. Catch us if you can. You can catch us on Facebook, Xbox Live, Sid Talk has YouTube mini reviews. We have a written review of this movie going up on Thursday. Thursday. Roughly. (laughs) And if it isn't Thursday, you can email Sid Talk. No, you can't. Sorry. You can email me at ascally at ascally.com. And I want to say, stay classy. I had one. I had one. I made one up. Stay classy. Where's my ladies at? And uh, do you want some of my flavor? What? What? Is that code for something? Correct. Where's my ladies at? I'm right here. <laughs> How many ladies do you have? What the hell are you talking about? Do you want some of my flavor? Yes. Right now? Cream pie. Do you want a cream pie? <laughs> what are you asking me? <laughs> Maybe people don't know. We're married. We're married, so you can say weird shit to me. Yeah. That implies some sort of sexual connection, but then again, let's go back to the married part. Oh, that may rus- not necessarily rusty trombone. be what you mean. <laughs> do you want a rusty trombone? I don't think so. An alligator fuckhouse? <laughs> Cincinnati bow tie? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I do. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Don't let a surrogate do it for you.